Kidventures. Where will your next trip take you? Hi, this is Tim from My Travel Monkey. And Kathy from Mummy Travels. And you're listening to Kidventures, the family travel podcast. Today, we're talking to one of our own favourite family travel experts, Imogen Hall from Lonely Planet Kids and author of Lonely Planet's Family Travel Handbook coming out in January 2020. A mine of information about travelling with kids, both from her long career at Lonely Planet and from wrangling three children to various parts of the globe, Imogen also co-hosts the monthly Family Travel Hour Twitter chat with us. Chances are, if you love travel, you'll have had at least one Lonely Planet book in your luggage on at least one trip. I think I have about a shelf full. And since my own daughter was born, we've also been working our way through the kids range from activity books to ones designed to inspire creativity. So we really couldn't resist the chance to sit down with Imogen and pick her brains. Hi, Imogen. Thank you so much for chatting to us today. Um, I can't wait to find out all your travel stories and all your tips. Um, So to start off, for people who don't know you, to just tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, have you always loved traveling and how did you get into making it your career? Um, well, hi, Kathy and Ting. It's really nice to be chatting to you. Oh, always, hi. always great to talk about travel. Um, feel very lucky that I work in travel and get to talk about something I love so much all the time. So I'm um, very lucky in that my dad worked in international development, and I started traveling when I was very little. So I went to Sudan when I was a babe in arms as oh, my wow. first trip. Wow. Yeah, and then. We lived in Indonesia for two and a half years um, until I was five, from when I was two and a half to five. And then my dad did a lot of work in the Indian subcontinent and then in latterly in Africa. So travel has always been part of my, um, you know, my life, basically. Yeah. And I think I'm very lucky that I also have a mum who is had no problem with packing up three children and, you know, transporting people around the world on long haul flights, you know, in the 70s and 80s. So, uh, you know. It's definitely something that I've learned from my parents to love and to enjoy. Um, and then when I was, uh, after I left university, I, you know, graduated and did a bit of traveling and then came back to the UK. And I actually come from Yorkshire, although I obviously don't sound like that with my... You the accent anymore. I really don't have the accent. I know. <laughs> this and is I... what comes of living in Indonesia. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Moving around. Um I moved to London and I sent off lots of letters to lots of different publishing companies because I knew I wanted to work with books and Lonely Planet read my letter and phoned me and said could you come and help pack books you know at that point we used to have a warehouse where we sent out just a single you know someone would order a copy of you know Indonesia and we would send it out to them by hand basically actually at the same time well so I started in February the 1st to 1999 and Two weeks later, Tom, my husband, had come back from traveling and he'd written a letter and he'd said, I want to answer the questions you get asked by travelers, which is really funny because he has obviously gone on to have um, a career. You know, he is Lonely Planet spokesperson. He does a lot of answering questions about what people should do. Um, And he started working in the back room as well, packing books. And Mm -hmm. we didn't get together immediately, but we did both start at the same time. Um, And then both of us stayed with the company and uh I've you know we've been involved for 20 years now which is quite a long time and obviously we've had three children so 
there are lonely planet babies that are also following. Such a lovely story, like a lonely planet romance. In it the is. Office. <laughs> lonely planet has a lot of um, couples within it, as you imagine, because I think it's the whole like-minded. You know, yeah. people because they love travel, and they, you know, a lot of people meet um, meet their future, um, you know, partners, which is yeah, it's lovely actually. So yeah, that's how I sort of fell into it, and then I've just been really lucky, and actually. The family travel side of it has obviously developed um, as we've had children. But I, I used to work in-house as a guidebook publisher. And then when I had my third child, I um, moved to being freelance, which is what I do now with looking after the Lonely Planet Kids side of things. So the marketing side of Lonely Planet Kids. So interesting. Um, just the fact that I just love the fact that you and your husband, first of all, met at the Lonely Planet offices after writing your letters in, but also just how you both are so passionate about travel that, you know, you still kind of, well, you still both work for Lonely Planet yeah. and, and, and now your kids are going to be yeah. uh, obsessed with it as well. Yeah. Yes. Are they obsessed with travel too, like mum and dad? Yeah. That would be um, good. Imagine um, if they said, no, we don't enjoy it. You'd be like, oh, you yeah. don't have a choice. <laughs> they really don't. I mean, I'm sure it's the same with your kids. They just don't have a choice, do they? But they do really like it. And um, actually, I was thinking when I was um, preparing for this chat with you guys that one of the amazing things about travel with your kids is the memories that it creates and the way yeah. that they will bring up trips that we've done and how they learn to look through our you know I do a photo book at the end of every year and obviously loads of those pictures are from the trips we've done during the year and they pour over those books and they remember what we did and I just think that sense of you know the collective experience we have as a family from exploring new places and also places that we go back to and having different experiences there is just such a strong bond and I, they do genuinely love it which is fantastic because they wouldn't have much choice <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether you have the same experience, but some of our travel writing friends who are who've got kids, some of their children get a bit fed up of constantly having to go on trips. So I think we're lucky in a way because we don't do too many that the children don't feel that they're getting time at home because that's yeah. the experience other yeah. people have had where their children, especially as they get to be teenagers, more and more they want to be spending time at home with their mates that's rather right. than off. Yeah. We got a long, I've got a long while yet, so they, they do have say. to step about with me wherever yeah. I go. But actually, I have to say, you are right, because we went to South Africa a couple of years ago for Christmas, and then we were away for Christmas last year, only in England, but we were still away. And my son said to me after last Christmas, Mummy, Daddy, I don't want to be away. I want to be at home this year at Christmas I yeah. wake up in my own bed I want to be in our own house and have Christmas Aww. at home yeah yeah I was kind of like yeah all right yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. funny because we've been broaching the subject of potentially not being here for Christmas and it literally they're giving it no time at all really? no <laughs> we do not want to not be at home we want to be here or at the other place they would be is my parents in Yorkshire yeah. but they would go anywhere else <laughs> that's, it. that's what that's one thing I've never done I've always been in the UK uh, Christmas uh, actual Christmas it's so special yeah. Christmas yeah. Though, yeah and there's so many amazing things that you can do you know with your kids at Christmas time in the UK yeah you don't need to go somewhere else really no I am looking forward to it actually yeah. to be at home it will be nice it will yeah. make a change for the last two years yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so Imogen, uh, Lonely Planet Kids has a range of fantastic ways to entertain kids while travelling, as well as teaching them about the world. Um, so in your opinion, what are your top suggestions for travel activities to entertain little ones, or big ones, teenagers, whatever? Well, <laughs> um, firstly, it's really great to hear that you think the range of Lonely Planet Kids books is good, because we're yeah. very proud of it, actually. It is really... Um, extensive list now and mm. there's fantastic books um including some great sticker books for the little kids and also um I was thinking the quiz books my kids really enjoy as they get a bit older you can sort of challenge their brains in that way but yeah. from a yeah. personal perspective um we tend to swear by the games that don't involve um any reading or looking at we don't really let our kids look at screens when we're traveling because they get car sick so that doesn't really yeah. work and, and same and with my daughter mm. yeah um I mean obviously it's a bit different when you're on a train or, or a plane but um we try and do the games like 20 questions and just simple I spy or telling a story where everybody takes it in turn to you know move the story on so we do quite a lot of those games where it does involve us give it you know getting involved and spending a bit of time to get them going but we do quite a few things like that and then audiobooks absolutely swear by those because yeah. they pass many a journey um and I'm I am I definitely think sorry I'm not making um not being very coherent but I think um using an eye a tablet is a is a definitely worthwhile thing to do especially if you're on a really long trip because yeah. with smaller children to try and get through a long plane journey or a long train journey or a long car journey is really 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 tricky but we try and save that until we feel everyone's getting a bit fractious and they need a bit of attention you know they need something that's just calm and they can just take mm. their mind away from it so um but yeah you know as the children get older it's great in a way because we can play cards you know we are sort of expanding what we can do with them as we travel um which has been great I've really enjoyed the fact that we're traveling with older kids and it's just becoming that bit easier I have to say yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that day to go <laughs> how, how old is your youngest now Imogen? Uh, she's coming up six so she's, she's coming up six. six yeah and we this summer we went by train to uh France and then on to Switzerland and yeah we did use the tablet towards the end of those journeys and especially because we traveled on one of those really hot days um mm. at, at the beginning of the summer but otherwise it was you know let's play some games together obviously 50,000 snacks lots of water you know all of the kind of on the train it's going to the buffet car is a really exciting thing to do (laughs) yeah for anyone (laughs) no I've got to say I I think it's it's always having a mix it's nice like you say it gets so much easier when they're older remember stickers were my total savior when my daughter was little she would just sit and stick yeah stickers yeah to herself to the book to me yeah you know for hours yeah I think stickers are such a lifesaver aren't they and yeah. I tell you what's never really I don't know if you guys have done that idea of um you know when you're particularly on a long haul plane journey where you take a different toy you know new toy and they unwrap yeah, it done mm-hmm. that, uh, I mean a because I was like there's too many tiny bits of toy everywhere in a confined space and I can't find them and also I don't know like if they didn't work then it'd be like, well, what am I going to do for the next bit? Because yeah. I play with that. So, yeah. Um, I stupidly wrapped them up once. Did you? Yeah. Oh, God. Bits of wrapping paper security. everywhere. I'm sure that's because... The security I'm... said, no, you've got to unwrap them all because we don't know what's in them. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah. That's a really good point. That so, is a re- that's never occurred to me. <laughs> yeah, I stood there like a 
oh, like a Muppet having to unwrap all these, but like not try to show the kids as well because it was a surprise. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, my husband like whisked them off. So I was <laughs> No, I, ne- I never actually did the full unwrapping. I used to work on the basis, particularly when she was little and had the attention span of a gnat, yeah. that if I had, say, 10 different things that would all entertain her for about five minutes, yeah. I could just keep cycling them because, yeah. it, you know, at the end of the hour or so, she'd forgotten about the first thing and you'd bring yeah. it out again and she'd be like, oh, yeah, let's read that book. <laughs> yeah, let's. Um, and you could um, just keep doing that. <laughs> I've got a really strong memory of um, when... George was 15 months old. I went to Hong Kong because that's where my best friend lives. And I was pregnant with our second child. And um, I spent the whole of the 14-hour flight walking up and down because he did. I mean, to be fair, he probably did go to sleep. I'm just exaggerating. But it felt like he was 15 (laughs) months old. He couldn't concentrate on anything. He couldn't watch TV. Then there was a four-year-old sitting behind me who was obviously plugged in, happily watching. And I remember thinking... That is the holy grail of <laughs> children. <laughs> when they plug in and switch off, and the parents can have a glass of wine, relax, <laughs> instead of walking up and down endlessly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's when they can finally concentrate yeah. on, on the screen. Because um, obviously, we had a long road trip, a lot of driving in France this summer, and you know. I, as much as I wanted to play games and stuff like that, in the end, yeah, the device yeah, was you can't. I think you've got For to go. For a two-year-old, like, you know, he's yeah. not going to yeah. play yeah. play with me. <laughs> you know, and also, I think the thing about games is you've got to have various different things up your sleeve because at different times you might need to get everyone engaged, but other times, you know, everyone needs a bit of quiet time. Maybe they do need a tablet. You need a bit of a chance just to have a chat with your partner. You know, it's just when you're doing a really long trip, you've just got to have lots of different things that you can use yeah. at any one point, I think. And, and also just go with the fact it's going to be a bit hard at times. And you're going to be searching for something for everyone to do or keep them occupied. It's part of the learning, though, isn't it? It's what teaches them to be good travellers, is starting yes, exactly. with little to do these trips. So That's Exactly. So now, now my daughter is, um, I mean, I think has had so much practice. And also she knows that we'll save, she'll have a new book and she gets yeah. to have a bit more screen time and she'll maybe have a new magazine or this, that and the other. And it's a bit like she gets herself settled in the plane scene. And she's like, don't disturb me. Mommy, I have all of my things. And I'll be there going, look, going, look, we're taking off. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. Let me get back to my book. <laughs> so I remember as a child getting like that, though, because we did obviously do a lot of traveling. And I remember being, you know, I've got my bag. I know what I need. I've got a book I really love. I've got my note, you know, whatever it was. And I'm yeah. happy in my own little world for, you know, most of it, basically. Yeah. yeah, I'm still getting used to it a bit. I, I think I, I think if I relax into it, she'll turn around and go. Yes, yeah, don't, don't get used to it. <laughs> I'm waiting for that to happen. I mean, I've got boys, and my boys aren't like that. Uh, you know, get, getting my eldest to sit down and read a book, like pulling teeth at the moment. You'll get uh, there, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so because I love reading books, and I just don't understand why he doesn't. <laughs> Probably because he's still quite young and he's still learning how to properly yeah. read them. Do you think? Like, I mean, no, that's true. And I think he's forced to read so much at school. Yeah, um, and they're that... so dull. Some of them at school yeah. until yeah. they until yeah. they kind of tick all the boxes of you've got to this level of the reading, and exactly. then then they're on real books, and they're a bit like, oh, this is great. This has a story and yes. characters <laughs> and adventure, and yeah. 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 yeah yeah that's one of the things actually that i i do love about the the lonely planet kids range as well now that 
now that we're slightly beyond stickers is some of the products are very much focused on creativity and imagination so i mean there are um you can keep trip diaries but you know inspiring you to look at the world around you um and just to use that to to yeah, yeah to to get themselves creative so you've got the travel yes. journals which are great yeah. anyway i really love the ones that are teaching them about drawing at the same time as recording their trips or what they've been doing it's really they're really great I completely agree just creative ways of getting them involved basically is is that a big thing I mean when you're thinking of new ideas for the range and so on is that I, I don't know I always wondered what inspires the, yeah, the books yeah, the yeah and that's obviously because I don't work on the editorial side yeah. that's not the team that I'm directly involved in but clearly you know working within Lonely Planet Kids I have a good idea of um what we're trying to do and the, the main overriding aim is just to inspire curiosity about the world whether that's at home when you're actually traveling or when you're at school or you know any any places where children are taking in information and that's the sort of overarching uh, ethos of the brand basically you know we want people to be able to explore the world children to be able to explore the world through our you know books that are really well illustrated really well written and just you know a variety of different ways so you've got the activity books and you've got the hardback reference books which are really beautiful you've also got um some of the more kind of destination specific books like the unfolding journeys where you can learn about like the Nile and the Rocky Mountains and things like that so yeah a real mix of all sorts of different topics and subjects but all from the base of let's show children our wonderful world and how different yeah. everything is but also how interconnected it is as well yes. at the end yeah. of the day so yeah and also I mean I was speaking to one of the editors the other day and he's saying and also just how cool dinosaurs are and space is and train you know various things that yeah. kids just love to learn about they're all part of our world aren't they and it's a great chance to to educate them in them basically in a fun yeah, yeah. absolutely I was ha having a whole conversation with my daughter about whales um sorry whales as in the the sea creatures not yeah, the country, not the country. Um, <laughs> We have had we have had that conversation too, but you know, it just even the the smallest spark was inspiring. I was looking up things like how much does a double decker bus weigh compared yeah. to a blue whale and a baby blue whale, and how long do they get, and all this, you know, one small thing, yeah. and that's just that's just being at home, and you yeah. you go abroad and you see something new, and it's like yeah, their yeah. their mind explodes with yeah. all these possibilities of stuff to discover. And don't you think that's one of the amazing things about traveling with kids Definitely. or even just talking yeah. with kids is what you start to look at and learn and or relearn that you just have forgotten or you never knew in the first place that they're opening your eyes to because they're asking questions and making you find things out that you didn't know. It's, yeah. yeah, first place. Yeah, exactly. If, yeah. if anyone wants to know, a baby blue whale weighs approximately three tonnes when it's born <laughs> and can be up to 25 feet long. There wow. Goes. That's my fact of the day. I did not know that before I was challenged to answer it this morning. <laughs> before you furiously Googled it. I, I was, yeah. She's got me on the stage where she actually expects me to know the answers to everything. She's yeah, like, it's all right, Mummy, you can ask the phone. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know that much about blue whales. I tell you one of the things I need, need to ask our parents, what did they do when we asked them a question that they couldn't answer? Because they presumably got the encyclopedia out, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Or I imagine my knowing my mum and dad, they probably just made it up. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very possible. Because <laughs> if you sound like you know what you're talking about, then yeah. you know, it's fine. It's true. It's the truth. Right? How how big's a blue whale, mum? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I only did baby blue whales this morning, my friend. I, I can't do full size. <laughs> that, that's tomorrow's Google. <laughs> but how about your own family trips, Imogen? Have there been any standout moments or destinations that um you can think of? Well, I'm uh, as you... probably too many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're probably all in the same situation where you know, as people who love to travel, we've done lots of really fantastic trips all of us haven't we but and I think mm-hmm. because we obviously the three of us do family travel hour together um it would come as no surprise that I would say Namibia was um yeah. an amazing trip for us look we, amazing yeah it's um we both like Tom and I've always loved Africa it was one of the first trips we my dad was working there when we got together and so we went to see him in Tanzania and um, we both just absolutely love it as a continent. And, and, you know, there's so much more of it to explore than we've visited so far. But going to Namibia, which was for um, our 40th birthdays, we, you know, we thought we're going to do a really big trip. Um, we stayed in some amazing places. Um, and it was, you know, it was amazing on every single different level that we did. And the kids still talk about it a lot. It definitely mm. will stay with them, including... My daughter, who's, you know, coming up to six, but she was only three when she went, but she can definitely remember quite a lot of it and it's definitely influenced her a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I think anything that involves a sleeper train, as a family, we really love adventures on a sleeper train. So when oh, my daughter was really tiny, we went across um, Europe to Slovenia um, and had a really lovely week in Slovenia. It was pretty quiet I think it's getting more busy you know more popular now um it really suited us because it was quite easy to potter around and you know swim in the lake and um sort of explore the mountains a bit but it was very relaxed and going arriving by train was really really fun um and we've just been back to Switzerland where we went seven years ago um as well which is difficult in terms of family travel because it is so expensive Mm -hmm. but um sort of doing it for a short period of time it's just you know it, there's something very special about being in the mountains yeah, and the train was that family I've never done a sleeper train not with the family anyway I've never really thought of that it's it really fun fun yeah um Nicola uh loves doing them as well we quite often yeah. get into a bit of yeah. a, 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 a sleeper train um chat because I think it's it's just really exciting for the kids and it's, then it's really exciting for us as well because that whole sense of waking up somewhere new and you're watching the yeah. sun you know the the, the the sun coming up in this completely different landscape to what you left is just amazing really is a kind of special experience to have together so but I think the other thing I was um thinking about in terms of standout trips is some of the sort of really nice trips we have are the ones where we go back to places that um we go to regularly and that might be special to us from our childhoods, our own childhood. So mm-hmm. we go to Northumberland every couple of years where mm-hmm. um, I spent a lot of time gr- when I was growing up because we have family friends on a farm there. And that's just a really beautiful part of the world. And the idea of going back to some of these places so they feel really familiar, but you you know, something's different, or I guess the kids are just getting older each time. That That's, a, you know, they're stand out in their own way, even though they're not yeah. kind of once in a lifetime experiences. They're part of... A really sort of special family time that we have and that familiarity is actually you know really lovely and adds to the experience and obviously it's a completely different thing but it just it, you know mm. they are yeah they're, they're, they're standout experiences in a different way yeah um I mean I could go on because yeah you know, <laughs> I could listen forever I'm as sure. well <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you have to stop me talking, otherwise I'll just no, keep going. No, no, no. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking it was really interesting when you, when you were talking about your own childhood and your mum um, handling three kids and doing long-haul flights, yeah. uh, you know, back in the 70s and 80s and so on, which is such a different landscape for family yes. travel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was thinking, well, I wonder, where is it? where do you think it's going to go from here? I mean, how is how is family travel changing? What You know, when our kids hopefully, are doing this with their kids. You yeah. know, what's what's what, the future going to hold for them? Yeah, I mean, that's an um, just a really interesting question, isn't it? Because obviously so much has changed in the last, say, 30 years and how much more could change in the next 30 is just incredible. Because if you look at what we have now as parents travelling with their kids are, you know, so many more places are well set up for children. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can, and you, you've got all that information at your fingertips through the internet internet which you didn't have before and you can talk mm. to other parents similar experience even if you're not you know bumping in them in, into them in the street you're talking to them on the internet and you can learn so much from what other people do and before mm. you you know the research that we can do before we go on a trip is on a completely different level to what yeah, anyone yeah. could have done 30 years you ago plan every minute detail yeah now. yeah which maybe not such a good thing in a way because no, maybe no. we should be a bit more laissez-faire but equally we can say this place sounds fantastic for us as a family because it ticks this box for so you know this child and it ticks this box for mm. one of the adults and it, you know that kind of um, uh, side of things which allows you to then build a trip that you know is going to really work for everybody. Whereas you know there would have been a bit more of a oh we'll just have to see how it works. But I yeah. think it's interesting. The next thirty years, I, I mean, I think from my personal perspective, the whole issue of the environment and how we continue to travel using, you know, if we're going to get around the world quickly using planes, how does that, you know, how is that going to play out? Like, are we all going to be able to travel as much as we have done? And, you know, we actively, we were originally going to Greece this summer and for various reasons we had to change plans. And then we actively made a choice that we wanted to go by train so that we weren't going to fly because we'd already flown. You know, we are now starting to factor that in, to our decision making it doesn't mean we're not flying but it does mean that we are looking more like, carefully at our choices yeah. and I, if you if you sort of fast forward 20 years short or 30 years surely our children's children or you know that generation are going that's going to be a huge factor isn't it which could yeah, change you know, they, they could become more limited again in terms of mm. where they you know we've had a real benefit from this explosion of flights and accessibility and everyone can get everywhere really easily and not at too much of a cost that could all start to change again, couldn't it? So. I think, I think you, it's, yeah, it's such an interesting thing. You could probably discuss it forever about, about what yeah. what might happen. And it's it's really funny, actually, because when we were away, we were talking about the spell, and my son said, well, we just need to invent teleportation. Yes. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> had totally conversation <laughs> about but how would we manage it you can't yeah. let criminals like vanish into different countries and and oh we only have oh, thought this through place. oh yeah we've thought this through we, we talked about <laughs> it for hours <laughs> but it's true. it would be the answer wouldn't it yeah i would love it. to be able to do that it's like you look at you know sci-fi and things and yeah like Star so many of the devices you know you can do 3d printing and then you know mobiles and basically having a computer in your pocket and nobody has cracked teleportation genuinely i don't i bet you there are people out there 
in this world at the moment trying to do yes. it oh i think they there are. are i think it is actually very very complicated yeah. <laughs> sadly there were many very clever people who are probably working on it <laughs> i hope so i think there will be i mean who would have thought when i first went traveling back in when i was 20 um and the internet dial-up had only just just yeah started and my mum was just like write me a postcard I don't know email is and you know phones what I mean I had a disc man with me I had to carry all my cds with me um I mean you know but now you know 20 years later what we have yeah what our kids have yeah um, it's so different isn't it probably can't even imagine what there will be because things leap forward so fast you you've you've got to have yeah you if think you, if you, if you didn't reading, have a Walkman, how could you imagine Spotify? Or yeah, <laughs> you'd be reading a book on like a device on a on a device like a little mini computer. You'd be like, what? Yeah, you could have all of that information on a device that you put in your pocket. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? So I was carrying films around with me to get to yes. Yeah, you know, and I remember actually getting film. Uh, I lost a bag when I was in Tanzania when I was traveling after I left university and obviously lost all the pictures because they were all on films that hadn't been developed. Whereas now it'd be in a cloud, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A cloud? What's a cloud? Yeah. <laughs> the cloud is in the sky. Yeah. What are those fluffy things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys um, think about what travel could look like in 30 years? It's a really yeah. interesting question. And I am. Um... I am with you on that. I, I think I've talked to Kathy about this, about my carbon footprint. Yeah. Um, it's really bothering me, actually. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I feel I'm not really helping matters by flying yeah. so much. Um, I've really flown a lot this year and I will be flying again a few times. And it, it's really making me uh, annoyed with myself, weirdly. And it's I kind of think when it's your job. Like, yeah it's my job and you know I write about it but surely there must be a way so obviously I have started looking into I know it, it you know people like we you know plant a tree and then travel well that's not really going to help but at mm. least I feel like I might be doing something yes yeah, yeah. It's better than not planting the tree yeah, yeah. I, I would completely agree with that and that's why lots of companies do do that like it is better than doing nothing mm. and there is always going to be you know traveling for work it's difficult like how do you balance that you, you know you've got to get somewhere and that and it's your job it's what you do so yeah, yeah. it's yeah. interesting as well I think the levels of awareness so I mean my daughter is already being taught in school about environmental issues and pollution and so on which I know I wouldn't have been at that age yeah. so as well as what she sees traveling around the world and we had an interesting conversation when we were in Aruba in the summer they're doing a lot to get rid of single-use plastics so you would never find a plastic straw wow yeah that's for good example yeah. um, which is which is great yeah. but then she she's now very conscious of this and if she sees a straw she'll you know she'll say she doesn't want one and literally these are her words because of the turtles everything is it's all yeah. sort of because of the turtles yeah, yeah. Um, she's taken this already so much to heart all the you know yeah. plastic plastic pollution and so on and she's seven and you think well, well, there was an article in the um one of the papers last week about eco anxiety in children because they yeah. were saying like they they've all been taught it and it's so current and discussed so frequently and it's all about teaching them to make the right choices but actually 
yeah, it's making some children obviously really, really worried, which is understandable. I mean, you know, when we were growing yeah. up, we had different things to worry about, but this is definitely the their generation's worry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I suppose hopefully on the, the plus side that they will, they'll grow up with this knowledge and, you know, in some ways this worry and the yeah. thinking that from the very beginning that this has to be fixed. Yes. And yeah. that they can yeah. do things to change it, which is... Yeah. Uh, with my with my optimistic hat on anyway i think you have to be optimistic you absolutely yeah. do yeah. yeah sorry that was a bit of a depressing um forward thinking but it was hard to think yeah. what else because it's it's hard to visualize what is going I to i can't imagine a huge amounts changing unless massive corporations who are earning you know yeah that's the big thing like, like you're saying there's so many clever people out there working on stuff you think that there must be somebody looking at greener ways to change plane travel around the world yeah surely surely you hope anyway uh imogen tell us about your top tips then um there are any lessons you've learned either from experience or at work which surprised you about family travel uh i again i really like the idea of what surprised me about family travel um and i love this question because it just made me reflect a bit on the last 12 years of traveling with children and I definitely think that the more you do it the more you learn and the more you realize Mm. that something goes wrong you can work through it and it's all part of the experience and I think that mentality of you know it's an adventure and an adventure doesn't mean it's easy an adventure means it will be challenging as well as fun and rewarding Mm. so you have to go into it with that mindset but I just think you you know it's just an amazing thing to do with your kids. It teaches them so much about the world. And also you learn so much yourself that every trip you take, you know, a great new experience and surprising in its own way and just a really positive, positive thing to do. So it's not really a tip. It's more a reflection on Mm -hmm. the fact that we, you know, we get so much out of traveling as a family. Everybody does. And it's, Yes, it can be quite tricky and quite hard work at times, but it's definitely that's part of what makes it worthwhile and makes it a really positive experience. Um, the other thing I think is surprising is just how how much travel so many people do with their kids. And if you're sort of dipping your toe into the water of traveling with your kids, you know, the Internet is, is just an incredible resource now with all of these amazing travel family travel bloggers who have gone and done what you might want to do. We are in this great age where the internet allows us to be connected to lots of other people who are sharing their experiences and I'm always amazed at how much travel a lot of the family travel bloggers are doing with their children you know especially when their children are in school and they're constrained by um holiday school holidays it's you know there's so much information out there and so many people that are doing trips that you might want to do Mm. it's just to spend a bit of time researching and learning so that you're you know prepared when you go into that situation, you know, as well as you can be, you don't want to be too prepared. You've got to be able to wing it and enjoy it. But uh, there's just a, you know, a wealth of information out there, which we, you know, we didn't have 30 years ago. And it's definitely something we should make most of. Yeah. I mean, we were even talking about that, weren't we, before we started recording, we were saying, you know, I I was just in Denmark in the summer. You've been mentally plotting a trip, you know, so we've got another blogger friend in common who's already been and I read her stuff before I went. So we just, yeah, yeah, so much of that to, to make, to make family travel easier and so much inspiration. And and then you also feel like 
it's a community of people who mm. are out there doing fun things with their kids and obviously it's a very loose community and you don't know people but once you start spending that time on the different blogs and the different forums you can really build that sense of I can do this you know we've got people out there that have yeah. done this for me or you know, thinking about the same thing and that that sense of inspiration and support is is a fantastic thing to harness basically yeah. and that's a great thing I think you know, you know, I was just telling Kathy earlier, Imogen, that I've just got it in my head now that I want to do Route 66, yeah. <laughs> like from Chicago to Los Angeles. I, I don't know why. I've, I've said I want to do it in an RV, and I, even though I'm not a camping type of person, I've just got it. I'll be in my bonnet about it. I've already started looking it up. It's not going to happen for maybe a year or two. But, you know, it's funny how, like, I wasn't even thinking about that a few days ago, but I just yeah. saw something on TV, and it just kind of, got my Amazing. mind whirring yeah. I was thinking oh what could we do with the kids and how yeah. fun it would be and you know yeah. and, and it's just that's what I love about travel it's it's kind of it can change and chop and change but you know what never changes is the fact that you want to go away together and have an yeah. adventure yeah, yeah. it's funny because I had the same thing I was writing an article the other day and I was reading about Egypt which we've said quite a few times we would like to take the kids to particularly because we're both history graduates and the kids have you know definitely share that love of history and 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 also the sort of excitement adventure things that you can do in Egypt and you know literally a month ago I'd kind of forgotten that we talked about Egypt and now I'm thinking right when are we going to do Egypt when am I going to get on? <laughs> oh I love I love a good wish list yeah. so then go on look this is as well as Egypt and Denmark, yeah. one last question. Where where else is on your travel wish list, do you think, Imogen? Or near the top, because if your yeah. list is like mine, it's about 60 countries. Yeah, we've got 100 <laughs> Exactly, we've all got plenty of places we want to go. Um, well, we're starting to think about um, a trip in the States and similar, uh, what you were saying about a road trip thing. Because Lonely Planets um, now has the head office in Nashville, so we were working out whether we could, you know, tack, tack on some sort of road trip around a work trip for Tom. So that's definitely one of our immediate wish lists. And then I will always have um, New Zealand and Australia. We want to do that mm. at some point. We spent a lot of time in Australia in the early parts of our career because Lonely Planet's base got a base in Melbourne as well. Mm. And at some point we definitely want to take the children, but obviously the timing in terms of yeah. UK school holidays, getting to Australia and all that, and the expense. So, um, but that would definitely be quite high up. But as you say, the list is just, you know, it's huge, isn't it? You just, there's yeah. so many places that... And it changes all the time, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it never really gets shorter. Even no. if I've been, I want to go back. Because yes. there's lots of places that we might have gone to as a couple or, you know, separately that we would like to take the kids back to as well. That's the same with us. Yeah. Places yeah. where I think, well, I have been there, but then you suddenly realise it was twenty years ago, which yeah. seems improbable, but it's yeah. apparently true. And yeah. you're like, well, it's probably changed a bit. I should yeah. go back. Yeah. There. <laughs> I think that's what's really, you know, it's great about travel, as you were saying earlier. Like, you can always have a dream, and there's always somewhere that you're thinking that would be a fantastic place to go. You know, how would the trip work? What would we actually do? And it's, you know, it's a sense of optimism, isn't it, that you've got something to look forward to and something to think about, which. I, is really great in the day-to-day -day. yes it is yeah it absolutely is. and on that inspiring note <laughs> thank you so much for chatting to us I could quite literally have sat here all day we've so had an you know, eight-hour podcast I think it's very <laughs> nice sitting talking about travel thank you very much for inviting me well that's got us thinking about where travel will be in 30 years time
<laughs> and we hope you enjoyed listening to get more family travel advice and inspiration in the earlier podcasts and do let us know if there are any questions you'd like covering in a future podcast check out kidventures.co.uk for more and where to subscribe don't forget to review this and recommend us to your friends do, 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 do. see you again soon for the next kid venture do, 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 do.